another open concept episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I have lost 145 pounds, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds, and uh, this is We Only Look Thin. It is, and we've lost weight not only on the scale, but in the kitchen. That's right. Today... We're taking you to Heck. Hex Kitchen. Hex Kitchen. We don't we don't swear on the show. No, we're, this we're is a, a family, family show. show. That's if right. If we were a TV network, do you think we'd be like what do we think be like the Hallmark Channel of weight loss podcasts? I think that we I'd like the Hallmark Channel is basically like the Playboy Network in comparison to this <laughs> to this uh, show. We're not we just like to keep it family friendly. We want everyone to enjoy. I just remember a couple of years ago, uh, that little boy uh, whose mom wrote into us and was like, tip of the week to ya. Yeah. We're making this show for him, and we don't want to disappoint him by saying the swears. Yeah. When when we finish recording, we just flip Cinemax on 24-7 <laughs> so that we can make up for all of the family-friendly oh, yeah, no, content. That'd that be we- awesome <laughs> if you found out like our real selves. We were just kicking things and yeah swearing with words that's right <laughs> swearing cussing 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 and, and a fussing about I in um third grade a kid moved from saudi arabia his his dad was like an oil baron or something yeah. like that he moved to our town and after school a bunch of girls were like todd's gonna teach us how to swear after school in in saudi or whatever <laughs> arabic and and i didn't know what that meant and i thought he meant like swear like i pray to the lord oh nice like i was like oh he's gonna teach us nice so you I were swear such that I'll a be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. Well, I don't know if I was, but I, I sure was a prude about it. But yeah, it turned out Todd was not teaching us how to say our prayers to the Lord. He- I took three years of Spanish uh, in high school, and still to this day, the only words I remember are the swear words that the kids <laughs> taught me. Uh, and they go a little like this. Yes, oh, we and can I'll fluently just curse them in other languages. Right now, yes, exactly. I, I know a couple of curse words in French, a couple in German. <laughs> he can get around he can get around and we also know that taxi is the same word in many countries. Oh, and beige also. And be- beige actually okay, this is serious, everyone. Beige is so boring that literally in Italian, French, Spanish, and English beige is beige i know like, and, and it even sounds bad like beige. when you hear beige <laughs> <laughs> nobody is interested in that no color. no one gets excited saying the word beige now we're joking about hex kitchen but when i was a kid you know you just don't know what things are actually i heard about i'm gonna say the words right now he double hockey sticks kitchen oh yeah in new no, york you really city said the words. <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it i, won't I, know, do it. I know uh but i heard about it growing up and i just imagined it as this like hard-boiled town of death it was like oh no it's just a area in new york people eat there people hang out well like, oh, like, that's boring i was skewed because the character the marvel comics character daredevil like that was his territory oh. yeah so i just assumed there was nothing but like you know mid-level super villains and <laughs> and you know the the kingpin who was another marvel comics well, villain sorry i'm losing everyone right no, now and on my side it's uh, nerd chat hex kitchen starring gordon ramsay oh yeah uh, he's swearing and cursing and yelling at everybody to be the best yeah. that they can be this chicken is Roar! Roar, you donkey. Can yeah. you imagine what 
I wonder if there is a cooking show that's just like nurturing and friendly. Would anyone yeah. watch that, or do people just like to see people cry and smoke uh, on television? I'm just trying to imagine in 2021 the workplace environment in which Gordon Ramsay is not sued on a <laughs> near daily basis if he screams at people like that. It's horrifying. I, took- I think it's fine on television, but I don't think in actual life you can scream at people anymore. I took a French cooking class at Sir Le Tab maybe 15, 17 years ago or something like that, and the woman who taught was very Gordon Ramsay-ish. I was just taking it for fun and to learn how to use butter 50 ways. Uh, but I didn't add the thing at the right time. And the woman sort of pushed me aside as though I was doing a criminal act by putting in the lemon before the butter at the end of the saute or whatever. And I could not cut it as a professional chef if she made me cry in a corner and I was paying her for it, let alone uh, Gordon Ramsay telling me I'm a donkey and it's raw and all that stuff. So. <laughs> anyway, our first, our first tip on this show is keep raw donkey in your kitchen because you never know. No, oh, no, boy. no. So the actual reason, ha, 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 ha. Asides aside, <laughs> I, I strategically planned for fun banter at the beginning. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. Before the show started, like we planned out all of our fun banter, so it would but, be spontaneous. But here's the thing: I told Donald, Donald, I have some fun banter. Yeah, and he said, "Okay, that's super fun." That'll I know be it's that'll coming. be spontaneous <laughs> and sound genuine. Ha, 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 ha. Exactly. It's funny what Catherine says. Uh, but the real reason we're here, and and this is in the big scope of we only look thin. That's right. Is what happens in the kitchen. Any mm. kitchen around the world. Your office kitchen, your Barbie doll kitchen, the kitchen in your kitchen kitchen, that yeah. one. We're here because of food and our relationship with it. And I think as we're in the time of COVID, and we've done episodes on this before, where people say, when things go back to normal, then I'll go back to the way I like to eat. Yeah. Or that, you know, then I'll make the changes I need to eat. If only I was back at the office, then I could control my portions. But guess what? All the people who are in the office were saying, if only I was home and I could control it, then it'd be fine. And then guess what? You get home and it's still not fine. And you keep yeah. thinking there's some magical, perfect kitchen in the world where you would be able to control yourselves. Turns out the control is in you. That's right. Along. It was in you while I was staring you in the mirror all along. I saw a really good tweet earlier this week. Somebody was like, everyone can't wait to get vaccinated so they can get back to their normal, miserable lives. <laughs> Yeah, I there was one that was like, oh, no, and I still don't want to hang out with anyone. I know. I'm starting to panic a little bit because uh, it, it looks like maybe things are going to get better, and then people will actually expect me to see them again, and I won't have an excuse. Yeah, a, a friend of ours invited us to a birthday celebration in January 2022, and yeah. I'm already getting nervous about it. Oh, we also got invited to to go on a European trip next year, too, already. Yeah, European. Invigated with a waggle. Yeah, exactly. Could we do it as a business expense for experience? For, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You've just admitted to tax and fraud now I'm on gonna... a podcast. <laughs> yeah, great, great job, dear. Oh, sorry about that. Anyway, let's just talk about kitchens again. Absolutely. So, what are in kitchens, Donald? Uh, well, you have sinks and refrigerators <laughs> and food, probably. And, and pantries. Yeah. Uh, but we have talked about this before. You know, we, I work in in our kitchen and I have come up with ways that I moderate my activity regarding food in the kitchen. 
Donald works in a situation where there's often food aplenty at his work job, where they bring oh my trucks goodness, full yeah. of food to his disposal at all times. Yeah, let me let me just tell you, like, oh boy, okay, more... I work on the set of a TV show. I know I'm I'm digressing a little bit. Trigger um, warning. No, I just meant like, watch yeah. out. I think food talk is coming. No, I, I don't need to like be super specific, but. So there is a department whose job it is to have snacks and treats available for the crew for free. I mean, if you don't count the fact that you're like the you cost know, of your the cost of you being there all the time for free, their job is to have that available to you all the time. And so, like, you'll get there and there'll be a breakfast available, right? A, like a hot breakfast available when you arrive. And then about two hours later, they this department prepares a hot snack of some kind, usually a hot snack. Then a couple of hours after that, a different department, the catering department, serves an actual like hot lunch that you can go get that's free. And then a couple hours later, this department, which, by the way, is always open and always has like free snacks available that you can go get. It's like a vending machine, but people. They prepare another snack in the afternoon. And then if you're there long enough, there's like a late night snack, which is usually like almost another meal available. So I have to dodge all of that all day long. And... That maybe sort of leads into what we're talking about. Like, I have a rule that I basically don't eat any of it at any time because I, as soon as I start, I have a really hard time stopping. Well, but here's the thing. And let's just go back in the Wayback Machine when you were in graduate school. Yeah. Did you want to go into the film industry? Oh, yeah. Because... Of the craft oh, because service. of the food, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I didn't know where you were going with that at first. Saying. Yeah. No, if I, it might have been part of it. Yeah, no, I didn't actually. Oh, know I really it. care about films. I love. Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm about the art. Yeah, I'm about the art of making it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, no I did. It was all the free snacks. Yeah, but uh, so we have come up with ways to maintain our weight loss. Uh, I think I've been maintaining. It'll be four years in June that I have been. Wow. Boringly maintaining my weight. Yeah. Um, I, I'm at, uh, I just hit the, uh, the three year mark. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but we have come up with ways that we make it easy to make easy choices. If we work in a chocolate factory and are taste testers for chocolate, that might not be a great job for people like us who would just take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. So we have come up with ways that help us make good choices. Some people might say that if you put limits around your food, you're disordered. And for us, it has given us amazing freedom. Yeah, no, I need I need that structure. I need these rules. And um, I really need all of these things to make sure that I stay within my plan. And all of these things that we're about to talk about, it's how we set up our kitchen for success for our weight loss and fitness plans. And maybe you'll get some ideas of uh, of how you can do it. Well, and two, I think people rely on that word willpower. And I think it's used oh, as yeah. kind of an aggressive word. Like, well, you just need the willpower. If only I had the willpower. You don't need to rely on willpower if you set yourself up for success. Yeah. If I had to walk into the kitchen every day and there was just checks mix on the floor, like gravel, that would maybe not be the best thing. Well, you don't eat checks mix off the floor, so maybe that's not a great analogy. But, <laughs> like, I'm not 
baking fresh bread every day. Yeah. Like, it, that's just not the kind of person that I am. But we decided uh, that we were each going to come up with our own top 10 of ways that we have made. The and, ki- and frankly, I got seven. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> uh, that we have made the kitchen work for us. Donald's just more efficient. But we have talked about first, this was kind of our overarching one that we have talked about before that we learned in Weight Watchers. So this is kind of our, our even Steven. We're going to we're gonna go back and forth and list our top seven tens. Sure. Uh, but our first one is a co Together we only look thin, co-branded. Yeah, and this is one that we learned many, many years ago. One of the the things that has stuck with us from Weight Watchers. Um, do you want to say it at the same time? Uh, don't, don't bring, bring the, the devil, devil home with you. you. I like that we both said it the same way. Yeah. Do and, not bring the devil home. And we're with talking you. about Hex Kitchen, and now we're talking <laughs> about the devil. Oh. Yeah, we brought it around. So, what does that mean? That means. If you know that there is a particular food that you can't control yourself around, don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Like every so often I would like to try and test my resolve on some of these things and I'd be like, oh, I can I can have it at home now. And then I would buy it and bring it home and I would just go crazy. Well, and we are talking about bulk family size portions of things, things that you know time and time again lead to sabotage. We did an episode called Pairing is Caring, where we talk specifically about how to still have foods that you love in your life in a mindful and purposeful way, but just randomly having them at home if it keeps bringing you down. Just don't negotiate with yourself. Don't do it. Don't bring the devil home. Yes, absolutely. So now I think we're going to go into the fun part where neither of us know what we're going to say. Do you have more than than I do? I think so. All right, then then you should go first. So this is my first one. It's if we live alone, obviously we can control what we bring into the house, but I live with two other people with very yeah. different eating styles. And different, you know, Donald can eat and moderate chocolate, and that's not my best uh, suit right now. So my first rule, number one is act like food belongs to your coworker. Ah. So I act like our daughter is my coworker and Donald actually is my coworker because we we only look thin. We co-work we, on eating food. We no, no, no. We co-work on we only look thin. But if you were at work or at a school and there was a refrigerator with, you know, Richard's lunch bag you would be like well too bad so sad for richard unless you're kevin from accounting in which case you'd steal my pot pie from the freezer no i don't know i'm making that up man you (laughs) are creating workplace drama i know i know but just act like it doesn't belong to you our daughter eats granola bars and trail mixes that don't serve my goals and she can moderate them she'll have one a day not a big deal maybe even leave crumbs all over the table and she's fine with it if I just act like it's not mine, it is so much easier to have it in the house. There are actual shelves in the pantry that are designated for our daughter at her eye level. And I just sort of act like they're not there. It is much easier to just act like the food doesn't belong to me. If you had a roommate or a coworker, you would not take their food. So I just act like I got roommates and work chums instead yeah. of a family. And, and oddly enough, like the way my brain works, um, 
even if you and I have like the same brand of Swiss cheese, like you have like a drawer. I have my in own the, in the kitchen for I your stuff. I got my deli drawer, and, and he's got his. And deli I have drawer. a drawer for for my stuff. Like when you put that cheese in your drawer, like in my mind, that is off limits. That is like I I cannot well, touch that. Sometimes I just buy food because I'm like, ah, somebody will eat it, and Donald's like, may I eat your cheese? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> do. I have cheese? I don't even know about it. What do you mean you don't know if you have cheese? Cheese is delicious. Anyway, that's another argument for I have an day. inventory in my brain of all the food, especially the cheese that's in the house at the same time. Um, all right. So my first thing is to – and this this relates to the don't bring the devil home with you rule – is that invoke the three strikes rule. Ooh, that's a good one. And that is if you bring a food home three times and you can't control yourself, like you get the same results each time, you're sort of like, well. Maybe now and then like six months later, you're like, well, okay, I'll try again. And then like six months later, like, yeah, if you still can't, you know, if it still causes a problem, if it it still triggers a binge episode, if you still find yourself eating the whole container and then crying yourself to sleep, um, I'm kind of only kind of joking about that, um, then don't bring it home with you anymore. Like that is a food that goes on the devil list, the the, the don't don't bring it home list. And uh, that is uh, something that I follow. Well, and sometimes too, when I'm feeling really good about my weight or my habits and I'm having a day that I feel strong, I'll be like, you know what? I can totally moderate that having, you know, having that in the house. I'll just bring it home and it'll be fine. And I'm fine day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and then day six. Suddenly it's like, ooh, I better eat those six Snickers bars. Yeah, I'm fine until I'm not. So I call those kind of a sleeper cell food where it's like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then I'm not. And that's when I kind of pull back and say, okay, obviously right now this isn't the time to have it in the house. Again, if you go back to pairing is caring, you could have you could bring one into the house just by one. When I go to the grocery store, I did this the other day. I bought a single Lara bar, which I really ah. like, granola bar. No nutritional value, just delicious. It's three ingredients. It's whole. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I bought one so that I could eat one because if I bring home twelve, what a value! What a value is twelve, but not if I eat five of them at once, which is what I used to do in the past. So one in the house. There's no uh, opportunity for e- me to eat more of them. Now wait, was that your next one, or was that just an aside to, that was to an mine? Aside. Okay, so it's uh, your your turn. Okay, we'll try to make this quick. So I have my my next one is kind of an overarching one, which maybe I only have like three in total. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I create policies around my food choices. Gretchen Rubin talks about if you have a policy for something, you're letting go of decision fatigue. It's not, well, what do I feel like? It lets it lets you off the hook because then you don't have that negotiation fatigue with yourself. You just made this episode shorter because I have this one on my list too. Hooray! Yay! You know, I create policies for myself like I don't eat any treats until after dinner, for example. Like when I go into that kitchen, I know if I haven't eaten dinner yet that a treat is off limits. And, you know, to tie into what I was saying about work earlier, when I pack my food for the day uh, to go to work, I don't even pack any treats. I, I know that I won't eat those until I get home and I've eaten dinner. Yeah, and you know what? That's fun. Fun fact: my first policy is no sweets before sundown. It's my vampire rule. Oh, I, I like am a it. Sweets vampire. The moon must be shining bright for me to enjoy a treat. Wait, that's a werewolf. 
Oh, no, I see what you're saying. But, like, it has yeah. to just be night. No, Werewolves, if, if the vampires. moon is shining brightly, you turn into a werewolf, <laughs> and then you can uh, drink chocolate, chocolate milk? milk or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. see, we're All on right. the same page. But I sabotage myself over and over and over again by just having that word just. We talked about that before. Yeah. I'll just have one cookie. I'm a grown-up. I can make food choices. I'll eat mindfully. And then suddenly, you know what sounds really good after chocolate? Something crispy and salty. And you know what is good after that? Something crunchy and pepper. So I realized time and time again that I just sabotage myself if I have a sweet in the daytime between meals. So I save that for best case after dinner, kind of like Donald. He does more savory snacks. We can list the snacks in the show notes. But uh, me, <laughs> me saving sweets for. I'm after. not listing snacks in show notes. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you know I have a rule where I uh, I think I might have just cut you off there, but I have a rule where I I try and stick mainly to protein and fruit like throughout the day because I know that if I have things that are like super highly palatable that it you know it kind of triggers me. I hate to use that phrase, but it it you know gets the ball rolling, and once that sort of momentum of eating treats starts, it's really hard for me to stop. Yeah. Was that a number? I guess we should have planned what numbers we were on. Eh. Is that a number? Is that I don't know. I lost count. Let's just go for it. Okay. So my next one is I have a policy of not eating off of other people's plates. Oh, yeah. And by plates, I mean usually our daughter because she doesn't eat all of her food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she'll be like, you want my leftover half chicken McNugget that's cold and wet? She kind of makes fun of me about it. But (laughs) I used to secret eat off of her plate and probably Donald's plate too. After I'll clear the dishes. I'll clear the I'll clear the dishes yeah. into my mouth. So well, why is the trash empty? I oh, because I ate it. Just um, to show how deep that this goes, when I was in grade school, like on pizza day at the cafeteria, I would like wait a bit and then I would go around and ask for people's crusts, like whatever they didn't finish of their pizza in, in grade school cafeteria. Yeah. And I would get as many of them as people would give me, and I would eat all of them. Amen. I have been there. So, uh, again, it's just easier for me to just say, I don't eat off of other people's plates. That can also be in a restaurant. Sure, if you want a bite of lasagna, that's one thing. But not like, oh, are you going to finish those fries? Are you going to finish that soup? Are you going to finish that margarita? Don't finish other people's food. Stay on your own plate. Uh, so, uh, is it good for my next one? Uh-huh. Okay, so my next one is, is sort of a big one, too, and that, it's about accessibility, and the idea here is that we keep our healthy food, in air quotes, our food that is part of our plan, our, our low-calorie, high-protein foods, we keep those at eye level, we keep them easily accessible, and we make all of the other foods harder to get to. yeah. And that ties into keeping cookies out of arm's reach, keeping highly palatable items in opaque containers. So I have some jaunty tins that I got from home. I actually have that written down here. I actually found one study to support uh, that notion. science! I know. One whole study uh, online right before this episode that showed that if you keep your treats in opaque containers and you keep like your vegetables and fruit in either visible or in clear containers that you eat more, you know, with no actual instruction on what 
what you should be eating more of. The the people in the study ate more of the healthier, uh, you know, I hate saying healthier, but ate more of the, you know, fruits and vegetables um, and ate less of the treats when they were in, uh, the treats were in opaque containers. Yeah, so we make it easy to make good choices by having fruit on the counter, by having healthy food healthier foods, you know, right at the front of the uh, the meat drawer or the vegetarian meat drawer, whatever kind of drawer for whatever kind of meat you have. Yes. And then I put the more palatable, delicious foods in the back. So I And, and I also like that. to create barriers for myself. Like I, I will buy like these little tiny uh, um, fun size candy bars and I don't just leave them sort of on the counter where I can just grab bag. them as I'm like, you know, going by. I take them and put them inside a a, a a Ziploc container with a screw on lid and put that in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator, kind of in the back. And look, does it make it impossible for me to open those up and no, binge them? We can, we'll eat whatever we want. No, but I have to then own my choice if I'm doing that. Like if I have to go through the effort of of going in there, going into the bottom drawer, pulling it out, unscrewing the lid, I can't fool myself into thinking that I just made like a spontaneous choice. Like, right. <laughs> I, I made yeah, it, it's not you like know, it was like a jar. premeditated decision to go in there and have that treat. So if I sit there and eat the rest of them, then I have made that decision and I have to own that choice. And it makes it much harder to go off of my plan. Nicely done. Uh, so my my next one is never eat directly from a large container. Oh, yeah. So we talk often about having single serving bags of things, which still, again, you can eat as much as you want. You're a grown up. But I never just buy a big family size of anything. I never eat right out of the package. I put things in bowls or on a plate and measure them out. Well, and part of that, and maybe this is a, a part two to that, is never take a container to a second location because <laughs> you should just assume you're going to eat it all. So it's not like, oh, I pretty much know what this is, but maybe the family wants or whatever. Like, oh, you know, for the table, like we said in the other episode, measure it in the kitchen, close it up and put it away. Yeah, and I have this one on my list as well. So we just made the show even shorter. Um, We have more time for spontaneous banter. (laughs) That's right. Do you have any spontaneous banter to tell me? I am bantering spontaneously. (laughs) I am the spontaneous banter robot. Um, The the portion sizes, you know, for me, the the size of the container – is the portion. Yeah. And I, I know that that's just sort of this mental game. It's just sort of this construct. But if I buy a full-size candy bar or I buy a big, like, you know, you know, box store sized bag of chips, that's the portion size. Like I will take that into the living room and I will sit down and I will eat it until it's gone. But if I buy myself the little, like, you know, three quarters of an ounce bags of something or the fun size, like that is one serving. And it's, again, it's like one of these sort of mental tricks, but it really makes a difference to me. Well, and two, you know, fun foods like cherries have pits in them. And so you know how many cherries you've had because there are pits at the end. Right. You know how many bags of chips you've had because there are bags of chips as the remainder yeah, <laughs> of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it is so easy to overeat in big containers and – we had someone a long time ago said that their family was against single serving containers because of the environment. And if you're eating a whole bag of family size chips or whatever, 
you're not saving anything because no. it becomes a bigger container anyway. And we are treating a condition that we have. We have disordered eating habits. And just like if you had diabetes and you needed, you know, medication and single use syringes, we need single serving portions to help us. Now, we're not saying we have single servings of every single thing in the house, but things that can add up quickly, high fat, super palatable foods, it helps to have pre-sliced cheese and packaged uh, snacks and treats. Well, and I even do it with some of my, you know, quote unquote, healthier food. Like I don't buy yogurt in the giant container either because I find it harder to to control even the portions of that or or cottage cheese. Like I get the, the single serve versions of both of those because, again, the container is the serving size in my mind. Awesome. So I think you're next. Why don't you? Uh, well, you, you you did one that ended up being off of mine. I'm almost out. So Uh-oh. why don't you do another one? Okay. My next one is, and I don't know that you do this, but I do this. We t- we talked about pairing is caring, so do that. Yeah. But my other trick is buy the meh version of a food oh, that yeah. you actually really like. So for me, uh, I love toast. It could be. My meal when I go to prison for murdering all the food at the yeah, buffet. Yeah, she really does. I love toast. Not a great idea for me to have it in the house. Yeah. But I can moderate an English muffin. It's meh. It's good. It's yeah. kind of like English muffins. It's fine. I can eat it. It kind of does what it needs to do, but it's not one of those like must-have foods. So I save delicious toast for being outside the house. Yeah, I find both of them to be kind of mad, but I'm just happy that there are things that I'm not like, you know, crazy about. So it's it's good that that I don't love every single thing. Exactly. But like I the sweet potato's fine. I can eat a sweet potato. But potatoes are much harder for me to moderate. At least they have been in the past. So I'm not saying don't just buy food that makes you sad. But like, okay, well, the English muffin is good enough for now. And then I'll really indulge in a big breakfast at some point when the world opens up again. I'm fine. I'll have toast outside the house. I actually have a crocheted Mr. Toasty little toy. You do. He lives on our bed. He lives on our bed. He's a piece of toast with a little pat of butter and a smile. Yeah. Uh, makes me very happy. So that gives me the toast that I need in the house. And aside from toast, having something like Halo Top in the house is much easier for me to have in the house than Ben and Jerry's. So just examples like that. Like, it's really good. It's good. It's fine. But I don't have a gallon of delicious ice cream in the fridge. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I I do that trade-off all the time where I try and decide, like, is the smaller portion of the really good version of something a good idea or the larger portion of the not-so-good version? Yeah, it's a trap. Maybe that's another episode. I, I play that balancing act all the time. Okay, so moving on to my next one. Um, this one may at first not sound like it has anything to do with hmm, the kitchen. Prove but me wrong or right. It is have an emergency stash. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is... This is surprising. I'm Listeners, we're in this together. I don't know what the heck he's going to say now. That is keep a like frozen meal around yeah. to have for, in air, you know, quote unquote, emergency situations. If, you know... You come home late, something unexpectedly comes up, and you just can't prepare that, like, wonderful, like, you know, from scratch meal that you had planned. Have something that you can pull out of the freezer, throw in the microwave that will replace a meal or serve as a meal and not, 
you know, destroy your plan for the day. Because in the past, I would be in that situation and I would just be like, all right, I'll just eat chocolate or yeah. I'll just eat chips or I'll just eat, you know, a couple bags of cheese out of the uh, out of the refrigerator. But if I have, if I keep an emergency um, meal around like that, then I always have something I can go to that fits into my plan, is still tasty and won't make me feel like garbage afterwards. That is a great tip. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> So uh, my next one is plan your indulgent foods in the morning to have in the evening. Oh, have, wow. You, uh, I was sweating for a second there. I thought that didn't know that was what you were where you're going with see? that. Plan to eat all your indulgent foods first thing in the morning. No, I said plan to. Tr- no, like, I plan know. To track I know. Them. I get it now. Um, but. I and and I've done this for the last five years. I decided that my morning half and half and my evening dessert were non-negotiable bookends to the day. So I pre-tracked those from yeah. the very start of this, so that I wasn't in a position where I was like, "I'm not going to be able to have anything good." This sucks. I'm enjoying it because I know at the end of the day I'm getting the treat. That's exactly how she sounds when she's not on microphone all the time. It's very difficult to understand what she's saying. Um, but i plan for it and i have there are foods that i can have i'm not getting like meh i'm not having like dry english muffins for dessert every night that make me cry yeah i enjoy in small portions or in individual packages certain foods that i can moderate and i plan for those before uh before it's after dinner i go what do i feel like like what do i feel like tonight when I start negotiating my, with myself at night, it doesn't go well for me. So pre-planning that is great. And I do, in to Donald's point before, I will occasionally buy a single slice of carrot cake for my daughter and I to share. Because we both like carrot cake. Donald doesn't like carrot cake. Not a great guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> vegetarian and he doesn't like any fruits or vegetables a great guy because i don't like carrot cake you've been married to me for 20 some years i just think it's funny that you're a vegetarian you're like zucchini bread isn't a thing that's not good look it's not that i he's making the meh face all right all right i'm not going to defend myself i i can i'm allowed to not like things that's okay i'm always grateful when there's something that i don't like to eat but my point is I will get a single slice from the bakery at the grocery store. I don't need a whole 12-inch cake. One slice shared, that's a portion I can moderate because there's no more to eat after that. It's just the one, and that's fine. Exactly. All right, I got two more left. And okay. The, the first one is, if you really can't stop from going into the kitchen, fill it with beef. <laughs> I can't even get it out. <laughs> fill it with bees or snakes. <laughs> That'll keep you from going in there. <laughs> oh <Okay>. my god! <laughs> so, All right. So <laughs> I actually do know people who are like, "I'm going to put a padlock on the kitchen." And like, oh man! It, it, look, everybody has their method, whether it's bees or snakes <laughs> <laughs> or a guard dog, some sort of violent yeah, yeah, creature. Yeah. yeah, who's trained to just attack you? Oh my gosh! Our daughter wants to get 
a tarantula. Oh, and yeah, I don't no. know if she no. wants it just to annoy us, if yeah. that's her rebellious. Absolutely. Like, that is not happening. I would not live here if that happened. When she starts paying for her own yeah. place, that's when that happens. Uh, okay. My real next one <laughs> is um, make it easy to weigh and measure oh. your food. Keep your, your scale, your food scale easily accessible. Keep your measuring cups, your measuring spoons. Like, don't make it difficult so that you find yourself just eyeballing everything. Keep all of that stuff convenient so that it's easy to do. We actually have two scales on top of the microwave. We do. And I also have a secret travel scale in a drawer that... I haven't traveled anywhere in the world, so yeah. right now it's not going anywhere, but it is there if I need it. Everyone knows your secret now, <laughs> your travel food scale. But really, you know, we have two scales so that if, if she's weighing something, then I don't have to just say to myself, well, I guess Fuck I'm going to I'm gonna eyeball it. I may as well have this entire jar uh, because it must be right. Um, so we can each weigh stuff at the same time. That's a great one. Good Thank job. You. That was not on my list. You sound so surprised that I have good advice for anyone. I know, I'm very self-conscious about not knowing everything. Yeah. But that's my life. So here we are. <laughs> um, so mine is... My next one is don't linger in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Don't. I have an issue with, oh, I'll just clean up. I'll just do the dishes. I'll just hang out in the kitchen before dinner and be productive. Oh, no, I'm a little snacky now. I'm going to eat some food now in the kitchen. Yeah, this isn't like a, a party you've been invited to where everyone hangs around in the kitchen where the food is. Like, you should avoid doing that. Yeah, so I have uh, started recently. We have a little patio area. I'll grab a refreshing Tapachico sparkling water. Tapachico, <laughs> delicious sparkling water. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor of the show. One Please of these sponsor days, us. one of these days, we're gonna we're gonna talk about an actual sponsor of the show. Um, but I go out. I've started pairing it with my afternoon. I would really like a treat. I've started taking a Tapachico outside with a magazine. Have you heard of magazines? I they have words that was on something them. they had back in the twentieth century. In the I believe. Time. Yeah. Go outside, sit with a magazine and a beverage. It's delightful. And it's away from the kitchen. I know enough to, there are times, lot. there are lots of dishes in the sink right now because last night I just did not want to hang out in the kitchen. I knew well enough that it was a dangerous time for me. So only wash dishes, hang out, do food prep when you're feeling really strong about it, when you feel like your resolve is good, when you've got a cup of coffee, some chewing gum, something like that. But I linger and then I eat. So that's my secret. You're an eating lingerer. I am. All right. So um, speaking of uh, spontaneous banter and magazines, I'm uh, reading this pretty good science fiction novel lately, and they talked about it's a, you know this sort of dystopian future novel, and they talked about having, it sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah, super fun. They talked about having magazine parking, and at first I was like, what does parking have to do with magazines? It turns out it was like a magazine of a gun style, uh -huh. where like the cars are stacked on one another. Fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dystopian. Good Futures. But my my brain went to like paper magazines, and I was like, I don't understand what magazines have to do. Do with you cars. know? Okay, fine. I have a fun side also. All right, Too here bad comes for everybody. You, uh, I found out about senior portraits. I'm a senior portrait photographer, and yeah. I thought to myself, it is so nice <laughs> that there are photographers <laughs> focusing People on senior citizens. Yeah, that is great. I yeah. think it's amazing to be inclusive. Turns out, it's for teenagers. 
who uh, are graduating from high school. Yeah. They're also seniors. No, I think literally everyone knew that already. <laughs> I, but I'm also a photographer. When I was a kid, you got sort of a wrap for your senior picture. You got this like velvet thing that went over and you just took a picture and you probably got like a fake suit to wear that wasn't an actual suit that was kind of just a, no, a front thing. No, you I didn't wore it. Even... No, that was, we wore an actual suit. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Lawrenceville High yeah. is much fancier than my school. No, I just don't think they could afford the fake suit to put over the... Oh, uh, really? It was like yeah. a drape thing. Anyway, senior portraits, not for senior citizens. They're for yeah. teenagers. All right, so I only have one left, so I don't know how many more you have. I don't know. Uh, if I'm you want, do you, do you want to do, do, do any more, or should I do my last one? Um, I have two that are kind of boring. They should have probably been at the beginning. All right, why don't you do your two boring ones? Ooh, Donald has a fun one. So my uh, this is kind of more of a practical, uh, on-the-ground habit, is modifying recipes to use half of the butter or oil that the recipe calls for. I've talked about it before, replacing it with chicken broth or applesauce if you're making a baked good. Yeah. You don't have to do the whole thing and make it taste completely like sadness. But some recipe, I made scallops, and it was like, okay, add six tablespoons of butter. I didn't need six tablespoons. One tablespoon was fine. So just be comfortable with modifying recipes, making them their own, cutting back a little bit, because it all adds up over time, and it tastes delicious anyway. It sure does. And then my, my very last one is pop up the volume. Pop up the volume. Pop up the volume. Have delicious foods, but pump up the volume with low-calorie things like your broccolis, your cauliflowers, yeah, that kind of thing. Just I'm taking it easy now. I've been really amped up. Just pump it up, enjoy it. Well, that ties right into my last Hooray! one. Yeah, and I actually, I actually sort of thought of a half one, like while you were nice. talking, while um, I was rambling. It, it was you. inspired by you. Um, so I, my last one is embrace pre-prepared foods. Nice. Speaking of the pump up the volume. Nice. What I'm talking about are those bags of like pre-chopped, pre-washed vegetables. Make uh, it easy to make it easy. Your broccoli, your Brussels sprouts, your cauliflowers. I'm just going to keep naming vegetables. I made pea soup last week, and I used the mirepoix that they had at Trader Joe's. It had pre-chopped onion, carrot, and celery. I didn't have to chop anything. And everyone knows that mirepoix is... Uh, It is a base for sauces that is onion, carrot, and celery. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I totally knew that. No, I had no idea what that was. <laughs> I don't um, know. Emeril Lagasse was like, you got to get your mirepoix. Yeah, um, I forget about it. That was the Bam. best. That was the best Emerald Lagasse impression everyone. I've ever heard. Yeah, beignets. So I'm talking about that, and even you know, like the pre-chopped fruit and yeah. the pre-chopped and clean fruit. Look, listen. Maybe I'm the world's laziest person when it comes <laughs> to these things. But if I have to do any work whatsoever to eat a vegetable, I'm not eating that vegetable. <laughs> I imagine, you know, in those old movies how they would have a newspaper spin around, like, da 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 with like a, ma- a head title, world's laziest man loses 100 pounds. Yeah, or like- World's like, most lazy man. Will Ferrell and Elf, like, when he's like, congratulations, because the, the, oh, the diner's like the world's, the world's greatest cup of world's coffee. World's laziest yeah. man. World's laziest man be loses the best laziest pounds. man you can exactly. be. But really, know who you are. My fantasy self wants to go to the farmer's market and have my own victory garden. My actual self can barely, barely open the spinach bag of pre-washed to make a spinach salad. So I think that is a great 
final point on this uh, yeah, kitchen yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, you, your pre-chopped salad ingredients. And, like, to, to tie into your pump-up-the-volume thing, like, I have been making batches of uh, mushrooms and onions lately, and I... I buy the like pre-chopped onion in a bag. I buy the pre-chopped mushroom. I throw it in a pan for ten minutes, and it is done. I put Bob's it in a container and if- I dish it out on top of stuff throughout the week to pump up the volume. And it is delicious and easy, and makes my life better. Yeah. So why not make it easy to make the right choice? If you're in a season of your life where it all feels like too much. Make it easy to make it easy for yourself. The pre-chopped pineapple, the pre-chopped and like ready strawberries, the apples, like all that stuff. Like I am all about it because if if I can just open the container and eat it, then I'll actually eat it rather than letting it rot on top of the counter. Yeah. Oh, we had an episode called The Convenience of Convenience where we talked about that. Make it easy to make it easy. We did. And I know you said it was the final one, but the one that I thought of, and this is thanks to you, is... Keep lots of interesting spices around that are low calorie because when I have my cauliflower and I toss it into the microwave and it just cooks itself like that. And tastes like cauliflower. (laughs) Then it tastes like steamed cauliflower at that point. I have, like, Catherine bought this really cool, like, variety pack of spices. Penzi's Spices, everybody. Check them out, Penzi's. And I, it's sort of like this roulette wheel where I do, like, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and then I grab one and I put it on and it really spices it up. Or I'll put some, like, hot sauce on it or something like that, too, and um, it really makes it more interesting. And it's sort of like a slightly different dish every time I do it. It's, It's amazing. He just has a, a rainbow of flavors at his fingertips at it, all times. It turns out spices are the spice, spice of, of life. life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that uh, that wraps up this edition of We Only Look Thin and our trip into Hex Kitchen. Um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, it is uh, really a pleasure to do this, and it really makes us feel great to know that you're uh, downloading and listening. Um, if you like this episode, you can find all of our episodes still available wherever you found this one or available on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And if you're hanging out on the website, checking it out, you can also click on the Join Our Support Group link and find out more about Walt Place. W-O-L-T Place. It is our accountability and support group for women. Based on Facebook, we have two different subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial. So you can check it out, see if it's cool for you. I am very proud of it, and uh, it is a just a, a wonderful group of people supporting one another in a not in a Gordon Ramsay way, but in no. like a fun friendship way. No, Catherine hardly ever screams at people about being. Wouldn't donkeys. it be great <laughs> if I was just the anti whatever? You people better. Oh it doesn't. God. I'm very understanding. So. Absolutely, and as a special bonus, you get direct access to my lovely wife in this group. That's me, um, and uh, and her fantastic help and advice. Uh, so check it out. Out, um, I think you'll enjoy it. Yep. Also, uh, if you'd like to stay in touch with us, you can reach us on the socials, as the kids say, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. And you can also 
email us uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Sad, we- sad news, though. I don't think any of the kids are on Facebook, Twitter, or no, Instagram. No, no. It's all, They're I don't know, it's TikTok and Snapchat. Snap and, and yeah, whatever. Like, they I don't can, think you can find us on either of those. because I don't kids even, can do whatever I don't they even want. have those apps. We buy the groceries. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com, and we do answer your questions. It might take a while, um, but we will eventually get back to you, and uh, maybe we'll even make an episode out of your question. Who knows? We've done it Who before. Knows? It's super fun. And finally, if you have an extra moment to spare, you could head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps people find us in search results, and it also uh, makes our hearts feel good that we're connecting with people. We have over 440 uh, star reviews right now, and uh, it every single one helps other people find this podcast yes indeed and we appreciate each and every one of them so if you're still trying to figure out whether you should stop yourself from going into the kitchen by filling it with bees or snakes (laughs) just remember that Catherine and i are an An inspiration please don't do that The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.